Electric Sports Talk, a podcast dedicated entirely to sports and only sports. Today, 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 we talk NASCAR. Now here are your hosts, Ty, Amos, and Chris. All right, welcome into the show, ladies and gentlemen. Nice to have you on another episode of the Electric Sports Talk, talking Let's see, the first cut race of NASCAR moving into the second round of the playoffs now. We have whittled it down to 12. Now the suspense really starts, I guess. Uh, no, not really. We'll get Amos's thoughts, as always. Who's with us? How are you? I'm doing great, Ty. And you? Uh, well, better than Chris, who is also joining us reluctantly, well, I think. Yeah, I mean, my guy finished the race, so I guess that's true. <laughs> We're probably I'm still trying to digest our pre pre-show conversation you uh a little upset over there about your guy chris i you misread me completely oh really okay yeah i'm a fan of of kyle bush Mm -hmm. but you know if he doesn't do well there's another race (laughs) not really (laughs) if he doesn't do well there's another team well, actually, you know. um, now that he's been eliminated, I guess he's technically eligible to start winning races again. So, <laughs> yeah, because only that. non-playoff drivers seem to be winning races. <laughs> so he'll be good to go. Uh, all right, we'll talk about Bristol. Uh, we'll talk about who got cut, uh, surprised or not, and then uh, we'll also look at who our picks were to get cut and how we did. Uh, we'll move on to the next round, break everyone down remaining how they'll do in this next round, we think. We'll give our predictions before this round starts this time for who will get cut, and then we'll update those on a couple shows later. So a lot to talk about, um, but first, do we have anything to bring up? Uh, Amos, maybe you want to talk about the Chase Elliott suggesting a shortened season or more condensed race schedule. Uh, Do you want to say anything on that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's going to gain any traction, but... uh... (coughs) He threw out in a podcast earlier this week that if NASCAR really wanted to up their viewership, what they should do is not necessarily eliminate races, but just shorten the race season to where maybe they had some races during the middle of the week so that they were not competing on Sundays with the NFL, which to a degree makes sense. Um, So I guess maybe... Who is this? Chase Elliott. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So... I mean, a little bit makes sense. Football's king in America, right? So all other sports take a back seat. Probably a lot of churches take a back seat on Sundays during the <laughs> NFL, too. So, no. Um, I mean, I think it. there's a little validity to it, but I just don't see NASCAR's top series or top three series doing like Sunday, Wednesdays through the summer to try and not compete with the NFL. So... Sounds good, looks good on paper, but probably won't work out. (laughs) Okay, well, there's that. Uh, The only other thing I really have to bring up is I thought it was interesting. I saw an article of a potential replacement for uh, Kyle Busch, or no, sorry, Kurt Busch, if he doesn't come back to the 45 with all these concussions he's been dealing with. Uh, John Hammer Nemechek was a name floated out, as well as Brandon Jones, but Brandon Jones doesn't seem as likely because... We decided to sign a deal with Junior Motorsports, right? So um, that's just something to keep in mind. This whole Kurt Busch situation could bring open a seat next season. Uh, do you want to add anything to that, Chris? No. No? Okay. Do you have anything else to bring up before we get into Bristol? 
like I said, I'm still trying to digest our pre-show conversation. I'm okay. still trying to figure out where they're going to... You said, Ty, they were going to bring on Nemechek to drive the 45 till mm-hmm. Reddick is able to come over from RCR, which I don't know why RCR just doesn't tell Reddick to pound sand. But where... And then they were going to keep Nemechek in as the third car 23XI. Where are they getting this? The charter for this? Or are they worried about a charter? Nah, we're not worried about charters anymore. I told you. My big plan. Abolish the charter system. Make everything... Well, I know that's what your plan oh. is, but that's not what it is, so... Oh, uh, well, I thought that's They're just gonna... I mean, I guess you don't need to worry <laughs> about a charter. We've been running 36, 37 cars in a 40-race field all season, mm-hmm. so... Okay. Why get a charter, huh? Yeah. See, we don't need it. Don't spend the money. I don't need that crap. Uh, Okay, let's move on to Bristol. Uh, I think the best word I could use to phrase what Bristol was in like a very condensed sentence is pure chaos. (laughs) Uh, Lots of mechanical problems, blown engines. By the way, but oh well, no, I said a condensed sentence. Or did I say one word? Yeah. Either way, uh, not many words to describe what happened. It was Uh, just chaos. Yeah, I agree. Actually, <laughs> as I was taking notes, I found myself just constantly writing, well, that was chaotic. That was chaotic. <laughs> this is crazy. So lots of blown what up engines. What amazed me was is your podcast notes came through as the race finished, which you usually don't pull that off. Excuse me? I think I've just been <laughs> insulted, but I don't know. Um, so yeah, blown engines, power steering problems, playing lots of guys. So uh, we'll get into that. Um, but first off, let's start off with Busher winning this race. Chris Busher and RFK, uh, not expected, I don't think, is a fair word. I don't think we've expected any of these three guys to win races. Um, but is this one the most surprising of the three, Amos? Um, at the beginning of the year, I would say yes. But the 17 has been running pretty well through the year. I would think... Like, I think the 17 and the 43 have been on the same trajectory through the year. They've, they're have they a 15th to 20th place car. There are tracks that they, they in my, what I would say, they have targeted as a track to really focus and work a little harder at getting a good car for. And obviously Bristol's one of them because Brett Kozlowski was also running well, leading some laps, running up front. So I, I'm not like necessarily tipped over by a feather that Chris Busher won. I'm maybe more surprised that he won before Brad Kozlowski did at RFK, mm, okay. which is kind of funny and a little, you know, jab at Brad. But um, I'm I'm not I'm not 100% surprised. I mean, isn't this like I've not been a big <laughs> fan of the next-gen car, but this is what the next-gen car was supposed to do, right? Kind of level the playing field. So. Well, yeah, but we're in the playoffs now, so sure. shouldn't all these guys not be winning races? Well, like, I what guess, the hell? I <laughs> guess nobody wants to win a championship this year, so we're just going to kind of let the non-playoff guys dictate who gets beat out and mm. move on and stuff like that. So Yeah, pretty crazy. I, I, I am a, I'm not 100% surprised. Busher's done well through the year. I think he's put himself in position to – be able to have some chances at top fives, possibly race wins, and everything aligned for him on Saturday. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, it worked out for him. Uh, kind of, I think, honestly, another thing 
that's I'm sure we'll bring up later, but Harvick having the problems on pit road he had um, might have kind of helped him win this race. Plus, um, Busher took two tires, right? So Yeah, two tires at the end of the race got him out ahead yeah. of everybody. So. Yeah, that was a big decision. The only one on pit road that took two. And it worked out. So, I mean, before this, he only had two top fives. He had more DNFs than top fives, so... I don't know if you could really say he was going to win a race this year, but hey, I guess it, it happens and it works out. Um, Chris, were you surprised that we had a third consecutive non-playoff driver win a third consecutive uh, playoff race? Or were you just like, well, expected this, <laughs> expecting it again? <laughs> uh, no, I wasn't expecting a non-playoff race, non-playoff driver to win this race. I'm kind of wondering where all this performance level was at, like eight races ago. I don't know. You know? It's a good uh, question. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just thinking we could have had 19 guys vying for the chase if these guys had just, you know, gotten after it during the regular season. Well, Busher did almost win Richmond, so. This is true. He was close there. Yeah. Um, Seems but, like he was close in one other race, too. Sonoma. Sonoma and Richmond were his best regular season races. Obviously, he won the first duel. Uh, but, yeah, I don't... This was unexpected. The way the playoffs have started is weird. So, do you think, Chris, that it's on the playoff drivers? Like, outside of one guy who was consistent the whole first round in Chris Bell, do you think there's, like, too much pressure being put on these guys by themselves and their teams? Or do you think this just kind of... A weird coincidence that well, all these non-playoff drivers are winning. There's a lot to be said for a driver, an individual, you know, once they don't make the playoffs, being able to relax and actually drive better, you know, in the non-playoff races or in the playoff races than they were driving during the regular season because it's like yeah. it don't matter now. All I got to do is go out and win a race, you know. It mm-hmm. doesn't really mean anything other than I won that race. Right. So I can see where, you know, take off a fair amount of pressure, you know, from a guy to be able to just go out there and compete. You know, because you're not worried about, oh, God, you know, if I let this guy pass me, I'm going to lose these points, you know, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. and so they just go out and they compete to win. And this is what I like about the chase, the way it's currently formatted is, is you're not competing against 16 guys or 12 guys or 8 guys. You're competing against 36 guys. And that's what I like about the chase is the fact that nobody rolls over and plays dead, you know, once yeah. the chase starts. Well, and you're, and you're battling yourself in large uh, a large part too, right? Because right. I mean, we've seen it with these guys that got cut. Essentially, they all had big problems that led to them being in the position they were well, and I, missing the playoffs. I was totally amazed at the way the cars were failing, you know, oh, yeah. in this race. I mean, you know, we're 20, what, 29... 29 races into the season. Yeah. And we're still having power steering failures, and guys aren't getting the lug nuts on tight. And, I mean, it was engines just... Engines are blowing up. and it, Yeah, and engines are blowing Yeah, Thanks for reminding me. Guys are running the walls. It's yeah, crazy. I mean, it's like, come on, Ow, guys. Actually... It's like I texted you. I said, you got one lug nut to get on, and they can't pull it off. Well, something I thought was strange, too, is the down tires were back. The tires oh, yeah. kept going down. Yeah. And it was like... We had this problem, in and the it first wasn't few just races. like the right rear was being eaten up or something no. like that. I mean, it was like all four corners were failing. It was like 
it was a lot of the time it was the front tire too. So yeah, yeah. It was very, it was a very strange. Well, race. I can kind of understand the right front because they mm-hmm. take a hell of a load at Bristol. Well, obviously so. <laughs> but, but there were left front tires that were failing. Yeah, I mean it was all over the place. Everything was kind of exploding on the track. It felt like, except for a few guys. And if you stayed clean, you stayed up front uh, in this race. That kind of seemed to be the theme: staying on the lead lap. So, Amos, do you think there's, kind of back to this question I asked Chris, do you think there's a, a reason that all these non-playoff guys are winning races, or is it just total random coincidence? I mean, at this point, something's kind of going on if you got three in a row. Okay, so here's how I view this. It's kind of been, so I think it's completely random. Okay. okay. And <laughs> the reason that I say this is because what I've noticed through the year is, you're going to get, okay, here's a perfect example. Kevin Harvick, mm-hmm. okay? Yep. He started out the year trash. Trash. Okay. <laughs> Was able to kind of get some things figured out, started getting, started qualifying better, started having better finishes, top 15 finishes, top 10 finishes. He comes to Pocono, Michigan. Kind of similar tracks as far as low banking, high speed, okay? So obviously in, in that stretch of races, Kevin Harvick found something that worked for his car for like four or five races. And then it went away. Chase Elliott, same thing. Won, what, five, four or five races. He was first or second, was racing well, gained a lot of points, got himself out to a big lead, had some good stage points. Um, but I feel like every driver in the garage has has seen this. I'm, they count, they, They've slowly figured it out. They've... Hit a four or five stretch where they've done well. Chris Bell's in that right now. He's doing. He's run four or five races. He's having some good runs. Um, Chris Busher's kind of maybe not four or five, but a couple of races. I just uh, Bubba Wallace, same deal. Run good, had good qualifying speed. Uh, was able to take the qualifying speed, turn it into race speed. Had some good finishes, got a win, and then he's fallen off. So. Um, I mean, I really honestly think that it feels like 30 of the 36 drivers, 20 to 25 of the top drivers, have kind of hit a stretch where they get the car figured out, they're clicking four or five races, then they're gone. Yeah. So I think the guys that can stay the most consistent, which I know contradicts what we've said in the past about race wins and all this stuff no, to be but a you champion. Did say, but you did say you still got to be consistent, even though consistency isn't like the big thing, right? Right. They're not promoting consistency, but you have to be consistent in order to win. Mm-hmm. Win turns into championships. So, but I think you're going to, I think right now, kind of, we're seeing some attrition with, with the drivers. We're in the chase. I think a lot of guys are scrambling to find pace. And like Chase Elliott, he can't qualify worth a crap. Yeah. Um, Joey Logano, he's kind of run into a few issues. Um, Kevin Harvick wins two races back to back, and then he's out sixteenth. I mean, come on, you know, like where's there's no consistency in that wow. fact. So I think what it boils down to is the teams, the drivers, the crew chiefs, those that find the most consistency, if you can, will end up being in in the chase. Clear tail Phoenix. So, so what I'm hearing is Chris Bell's going to win the championship. No, oh, I didn't say okay. that because hey, I'm just Chris saying Bell, he was the only consistent driver, and I mean he didn't win one race, but kay. he was 
the only guy that locked his spot up before sure. the race started. But like I said, you hit a four Ooh. or five race stretch <laughs> where you're consistent, mm-hmm. you get some wins, some top fives, you gain a lot of points, and then you drop off. So if my theory holds true... He'll not, be cut this round. Not Yeah. Oh. I mean, feasibly, he could be. <laughs> yeah, like that's what's going to happen, honestly. So, And I'm not saying Chris Bell will get cut. I'm just using Chris Bell as an example. He's had a pretty good season. Like yeah. you've had a handful of drivers who have run pretty consistent. They've had their share of issues. I think Chris Bell's one of them that's run pretty well, mm-hmm. has, has, has done well throughout the season. Chase Elliott, um, Denny Hamlin was trash at the beginning. He's kind of figured some things out. He's struggling a little bit. But, you know, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying Chris Bell's going to win the championship because I don't think it's his time. I'm just simply saying it's been like four or five drivers have four or five good races, and then they're gone. Or, you know, we're rotating. So that's why I'm saying it's random that these three playoff guys, non-playoff drivers, have won three playoff races in a row. All right, well, let's get to the playoff drivers themselves, talk about the standings, who got cut, uh, who barely made it out alive on the other side of that cut line. Uh, let's start at the bottom. Amos brought it up earlier. Kevin Harvick, 16th, last place. Uh, I think he really probably had a chance to win the race late in the race, and then that last pit stop, they, uh, the pit crew just can't get that tire on. and it's like a clown show. <laughs> well, in a way, yeah. And it pretty much took him out. Um, but I don't think you want to be in his position where you're relying on winning that race. I mean, I said that I think he could win this race and move on. Um, it's just not what you want to do, right? It's not the, the type of scenario you want to happen. So he let it get to that point and he got cut cause he couldn't win that race. Um, put it on his pit crew or not. There were, there was a chance and, uh, it didn't, didn't help to have that problem. Uh, Chris, you want to add anything to Kevin Harvick? No, I'm not surprised that he got, you know, got cut in the first round. Mm-hmm. I think it was. I mean, even though he won two races, I think it was real iffy if he was going to make it through the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I would have put him out this round, but like at the start, I mean, we all picked him. Yeah, but he on had last week three show. horrible races. I mean, oh, I know, I know. Just, he well, know. he was having a pretty good race this one until the end, so. He was having a pretty good race till his car caught on fire. I mean, he was having a pretty good race till. I mean, you know, sure, yeah. <laughs> it only takes one bump in the road and you're done. You know, it's true. Uh, Austin Dillon gets cut, finishes fifteenth, and you know, say whatever you want. He had to be that one guy. He was essentially the Michael McDowell from last year. Uh, made it in the playoffs. Probably didn't really deserve it based on how he ran throughout the year. But he was that guy that got cut because he didn't really do anything. So I feel like, you know, we've said this before, but I feel like there's honestly every year around 10 guys that are like legit contenders, and then you whittle it down a little more to like real legit contenders. And none of these guys that got cut, maybe except for Kyle Busch, uh, through certain points of the year, were really in that top 10 drivers. So, I mean, Amos, there's not much more to say with Dylan, is there? No. Yeah, I, I think... Uh... Everybody knows how I feel about that. He was a he was a spot stealer. I don't know that he just I mean he won, so he's in. We'll yep. leave it at that. But I think if I'm Austin Dillon and I found out earlier in the week that or earlier yeah, earlier in the week that Kyle Bush is gonna be my teammate next year, 
Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I mean, I know okay. we got cut, but he's cut. Kyle Busch is cut. Obviously, Kyle Busch is getting shunned from JGR and Toyota. <laughs> so, dude, yeah. I'm sure he's like all weekend long. Kyle, hey, what do you think about this? Hey, can we get matching T-shirts? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Maybe you should grow a beard like mine. You know, stuff like that. I mean, I'm if I'm Austin Dillon, I'm totally stoked for 2023. So just, you know, last thought on Dylan. He went in with five playoff points. Uh, Truex had seven just from stage wins. So, you know. Well, yeah, Dylan Austin didn't even had win a five stage, points because so. he won a race. Yeah, because he won a race. So that tells you all he needs to know. Uh, okay, Kyle Busch, I think a surprise. Uh, the way he was performing, I guess you could say, towards the end of the year, maybe not as much of a surprise that he gets cut. But I don't think any of us would have had him in this position. Uh, we already talked about a little multiple back-to-back blown engines in uh these last two races that last one was was pretty wow. bad they're like oh it's fine we'll bring it down Ch- pit road we'll look at it wasn't it kind of three races because he blew up while they were in caution laps at darlington yeah no that was in no it, that was kansas. the last one at kansas but in darlington oh. he got wrecked or something didn't yeah, he, he so he got he was wanted no i know it was it was three bad races in a row but two where you blow up engines it's just not saying he's being sabotaged, but you know. You think that Toyota and Joe Gibbs could, you know, come up with a little more subtle way of showing him the door? Well, but, here we're going to give you this engine that's got four thousand three laps on it. Good luck, buddy. How do you think, like Bush Brothers in general, feel? I mean, it is. I'm worth just saying, saying. Okay, it is worth saying that uh, Chris Bell was the only guy on the whole night for Toyota that didn't actually report having problems. That's true. So Hamlin had problems, but he got through it. Truex went out of the race with problems. And, well, he blew a seal on his power steering. And then both the 23XI cars... Crappy parts. Were, <laughs> yeah. I was going to bring that up later. That Crappy great. parts. Um, both the 23XI guys went back and forth behind the pit lane the whole race. So Toyota had some problems in that race for sure. Um, you want to say any more about your guy here? Kyle Busch. A well, farewell. Will you be retiring your M&M's hat from the studio? Huh? Nah. No? Nah, I'm going to hang on to it. Hold on to it. He's yeah. going to run out and buy a number eight hat. Pretty quick. We're going to go to... We should go to Vegas just so he can buy a uh, number eight hat in the spring. You really will? I yeah. thought you told me you weren't going to. What? No, you I would... never said that. Because it's RCR. No, I never said that You're not a big either. RCR fan. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not a huge RCR fan, but... But I never said I wouldn't buy a number eight. All right. Uh, the other RCR car. I mean, the way I look at it right now, I could just, you know, scribble, get a Sharpie and scrabble that one out. I'm good to go. Yeah. It's just like the uh, Dell Jr. fans adding another eight on their tattoo. All yeah. you got to do is remove the one yeah. from yours. Yeah. It'll be I'm just neat. I'm good. And all the junior fans that didn't get tattoos, like to add another eight that have the eight, they're going to be like, oh, shit, shit. I don't want that now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I I was just amazed when that engine blew up. I thought you got to be kidding me. I loved it actually. Well, I'm sure you did. I was Dude, like this Bristol is great. erupted. That was the loudest it was all night when that engine. Everyone's blew. like, "Yay!" And and what did uh, Steve Latart said? He said, "Well, there's a lot of Kyle Busch fans out there, but they don't want to see this." And I'm like, "Everyone in the whole stadium is happy." What is he talking about? <laughs> well, he's got to make it look good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess. So, yeah, big surprise, I guess, that Kyle Busch is out here, but something tells me he'll be fine moving over to RCR and in that eight car. Um, all right, Tyler Reddick goes out. 
he gets that last spot to be cut. He actually beat Kyle Busch on the on the line to get cut, which you know, kind of laugh. Um, so look, I'm just saying this is a, Tyler Reddick getting cut in the first round is probably the biggest shocker of the first round to me. I yeah. didn't, I didn't see no, Reddick going in the first. round. Yeah, I agree. Uh, technically speaking, he's got well him and Harvick had the most playoff points between these four. They got cut. But out of, like, a consistency level, he was the most consistent of these four all throughout the season. And then it was just, like, right at the end, he kind of fell off a cliff. So, I or mean... maybe he got pushed. Who knows? <laughs> but what's funny is him and Bush... So, Dylan, he sucked. Like, sorry, Dylan. I like Austin Dylan, um, but he just sucked all year. He gets cut. Okay. Harvick, he was mostly bad except for two races. So, okay, it makes sense. He got cut. These other two guys are dealing with contract issues, changing team issues, potentially their owners not liking them very much right now, and they get cut. So there's kind of like a, there's a little bit of similarity there with these two being out in the first round. Uh, coincidence, Amos? I, so. We're, we're talking about coincidence a I, lot on I don't, <laughs> I don't know that it's, no, it's not coincidence. I mean. I would have not put, regardless of this current situation with Kyle Busch, I would have not put him going out in the first round. Now, we talked about him going out yep. in the next round, just based on the races that are in the round of 12. Um, so, I mean, if we look who advanced in 10th and tw- in, in 11 and 12, like, honestly, between everybody but Kyle Busch from 10th back, I really think you just put him in a jar, shake him up, and let it roll. <laughs> And, and that's how you pick that lat, that first four out because they just, through the season, it was, yeah, we won a race. Or we won two in Tyler Reddick's instance. But what did you do the rest of the season? You didn't really do anything, in my opinion, that warranted the fact of going on to the round of 12. So if Daniel Suarez went out or Austin Cindric went out, it wouldn't have tipped me over with a feather. I wasn't shocked that Tyler Reddick went out. I mean, I didn't expect him to. But I'm not surprised. And the biggest surprise for me is Kyle Busch going out in this round. So I, I don't think it's a coincidence. I just think it's kind of how it shook out. And, uh, you know, maybe Kyle Busch is getting the shaft from JGR and Toyota, and, and this is their fond farewell to him. But, yeah, <laughs> fond, like I said. It's huh? a hell of a way to get yeah. a farewell. Oh, well, they Goodbye. sure sure give it to him, that's for sure. Goodbye. But, yeah, I mean, if you take Kyle Busch out, Daniel Suarez and Austin Cindric and the other three, yeah, magic eight ball them because you're four had to go. Four of them six was yeah. who I expected to go. So. Yeah, I mean there was going to be some order, right? It just and we well, all we all said the same. Even Briscoe, really, like I well, would have put Briscoe in with that. So, so well, I was just going to talk about the guys that that were safe that will move on to the next round, and you know, kind of there's some of them that we'll have to talk about. Maybe what happened in this race specifically. Um, but Briscoe is the first guy on that list. He come in below, I think, yeah, below Bush and and Reddick. And then he qualifies, he goes out of there, qualifies second, which that was big. Uh, and Chris got that, got that pretty spot on for how well he qualified in his pick. But essentially, I, I mean, it all boiled down to him uh, qualifying super well. And because of that, he pretty much was able to move on to the next round. Uh, am I overstating that, Chris? No. No? Okay. No, I don't think you're overstating it. It was just like, 
so many guys had problems throughout these three races that that's what one good qualifying run, which set up a good performance, did for Briscoe. Well, I mean, I mean that's kind of crazy. It doesn't hurt that Bush blew up. I mean, well, Bush blew up Briscoe, and Reddick you know? had pro- like, but he was in that group where I was like, I just, I just don't see how he'll make it out. And he did. So, <laughs> yeah. Whether he got kind of lucky or whatever, you know, all the guys having problems. Um, I was surprised. That's for sure. And and we all picked him to go out. So Uh, another guy that made it through that we all picked to go out was Austin Sindrick. Uh, I think he come in right below the cut line, just barely in 13th. And then uh, probably he was the one that benefited the most from Briscoe blowing up or from Bush blowing up. And then there was also... I mean, it didn't end up mattering that much, but there was also that situation where Logano just kind of, you know, come onto pit road and gave Sindrick a spot and then had, moved up in the points. Had suspension so, issues, huh? Yeah, and then Blaney, I, I'm pretty sure, passed Bush for a spot, and that secured him onto the next round after that. Uh, so Sindrick got things to follow his way. I don't know how much we anticipate either of those two making much noise in the next round. Um, anything more to say on Sindrick, Amos? Um, he knows, and that team knows that they got by because two other drivers had issues, and a teammate was given a, a team order to, in my opinion, stand down. So, um, I think Cendric's one of them guys that's going to have a good career in NASCAR. I don't know that I necessarily see him being a uh, a Cup champion. I see him being a multi multi-race winner in the cup series but uh i mean the two team knows they just straight out got lucky and 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 they're gonna have to step up their game immensely to get into the next round in my opinion so but you know whatever he was able to move on and benefit from someone else's misfortune as far as the next guy uh that made that cut line he ended up being a little more comfortable above the line than i was anticipating i mean I thought he'd get on, uh, but he really... Well, I'll go back and look at the standings. I don't remember actually having that good of a race. And he kind of feels like one of these guys that's had a little bit of luck. A little bit more luck, maybe. He finished 19th in this race. So, uh, Chris, is this kind of like your bottom three moving forward? Suarez, Cindric, Briscoe? Or should we not count them out just yet? Well... At this point in time, nothing's going to surprise me as to what happens. I mean, seriously, <laughs> you know, I've been looking at this, you know, this round of 12 right now, and I want to sit here and say with a whole bunch of confidence that the bottom four guys are going to be the bottom four guys when it comes to the next cut line. But mm-hmm. I'm not that confident in saying that because, I mean, Ryan Blaney, <laughs> I I looked at the race that Ryan Blaney had and I got to hand it to the guy. I mean, they just they stayed out there and kept plugging yeah. away. But it's, the reality is, is he should have been one of the ones that, you know, got the door. On a different track, he'd have been out early. His oh yeah, repair clock would have run out. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was it, he couldn't have had a worse race if he tried. And and and, and I'm kind of looking at that and thinking, well, this is optimistic, you know, because now he's had his he's had his mulligan, you know. And so now he can go on and, and get things, you know, lined up and straightened out and, and succeed, you know. But I don't know, though, the oh, way he's man, been running. I'll tell you what. 
Every time I looked at the TV, it seemed like he was in the pits again for something. I know. Constantly, all night, huh? Yeah, all night long. And I think he ended up finishing, what, 30th or 33rd or something like that. He was was... the lowest active running car, though. So, well, unfortunate for him. (laughs) Yeah. So, anyway, so I want to say with a lot of confidence that, you know, that uh, 9 through 12, those are going to be the next four that go out. Mm -hmm. But I'm not that confident. All right, uh, let's go on to the next guy then. Chastain uh, found himself further down in the order opposed to when they started the playoff. No, uh, not Chastain. No, I'm not going in order of the current standings. Oh, sorry. I'm oh. just I'm just going in like how they come into this race, the order that they were in, because that's how I wrote down in my notes. Oh. So he fell down the pecking order throughout these three races. Uh, Amos, is that... I mean, I know he got on, and I know Talladega is the is the race he won in the regular season. Uh, but that's got to be cause for worry, I think, uh, in these next three races for Chastain. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think Chastain's kind of used up a lot of his good fortune earlier in the season. Uh, he kind of had a season like Willie B's last year, where he come on strong. He jumped into a couple wins. He he was able to get into the chase, squeak by in the round of 16, but kind of run out of luck. I think Byron may have made it to round of eight last year, but I don't know that Chastain, his luck's not been holding up. He has had, he did have a good race. He was running well in Bristol. But, uh, I mean, let's face it. If he hadn't wrecked everybody at Talladega, he wouldn't have won the race. So... Now, now, I'm not going to sugarcoat that because that's what he ended up doing. So, (laughs) I... I, I'm i not thinking that he's the odds-on favorite to win Talladega coming back this fall. So um, Texas, I'm not sure how he ended up in the all, what he did in the all-star race as far as his winning. And then obviously Charlotte Motor Speedway, he's an okay road racer but or a, yeah, a but road course, but I, I, don't know that this, I don't know that this, even though he won at Talladega, I just don't know if this sets up well for him in the next three races. He did win that race, but if but we he remember, has the, yeah. he has the the playoff points, so that's mm. that's kind of where it's going to help cushion a little bit of maybe uh, some issues he has in this. Next but round. when you fall down the order as much as he did just through these three races, it kind of shows that that cushion's not going to be that much help as we get deeper in these rounds. So, like the pretenders, well, one of them's still around. We'll get to him later. The pretenders are gone, pretty much, except for one guy. And now it's getting more real. So he's going to have to start competing with a lot stiffer competition. And he's got to be more consistent in these. Well, honestly, maybe I think he has to even win a race. So we'll see. We'll get to our projected cuts. Uh, Larson, he had Uh, a good race. I wanted to say something about Chastain. Okay, bring it on. So I've been observing the way he's raced in the last three races, and even prior to that maybe the two before yeah but what i liken it to is a football team that has a big lead going into the fourth quarter (laughs) and they no i'm serious and they go into a prevent defense and that to me i'm looking at the way chastain's been racing and that that to me is exactly the way he's been racing he's in a prevent defense now his his racing methodology is don't lose too many points, but I'm not going to get out there and compete for the win. No, I, I mean, I think it's fine to, to analogy. Uh, if we look back at his finishing results, he went eighth in New Hampshire, 
And then he didn't get another top 10 till last week in Kansas and then at Bristol sixth. So maybe he's kind of like turning a page and coming back in, but I think we'll if see. Ch- I think if Chastain has any prayer of winning the championship, which I don't give him much, <laughs> but but if he's got any prayer at all, I think he's got to get back to his he's got to get back to his style. No matter how bad it pisses everybody off, he's got to get back to that style. Of so he's just run everyone over. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it's going to work very well at this point in the year, but we'll see. I mean, the last three races, you haven't heard any headline about him getting tangled up with Hamlin. Because he's because he's too far away from him. I miss that. <laughs> well, yeah, Ham, yeah, Hamlin's been running kind of towards back. So, oh no, it's, no. <clears throat> See, I was thinking the opposite way, but it's all right. Um, okay, let's move well, on. Well, okay, Larson. so Chastain mm-hmm. finished where at Bristol? Uh, sixth. And where did Hamlin finish at Bristol? Like ninth or something. Oh, I think he was farther back than that. Just behind him. Oh, yeah. I have it right here, ninth, because that's who I picked. Oh, okay. So it wasn't a great pick. Okay. Um, Let's move on to Kyle Larson. So he did like, it was a very quiet race for him where he just got done what he needed to get done and moved on to that next round. Um, I thought through stage two that he was like a sneaky pick to win as the race continued on. And I think he would have maybe if things could have broke his way more. Um, But he just didn't get the brakes on pit road that he needed. Elliot ended up actually being in the better position towards the end of the race. Um, I still kind of like Larson. Like I kind of changed my mind every other race with him on whether I think he's still in this uh, championship chase or not. But I feel like he is working his way towards that. Uh, uh, Chris, I guess it's your turn to have the first word. Do you think that Larson is just slowly lurking in the shadows? Are you with me on that one? I think there's two guys that are just kind of laid back and just, you know, not making any waves, and they're going to end up being right up there in the final four. And that, and that is uh, Kyle Larson and Joey Logano. I think both of them have won championships recently enough that they have learned that the way to, the pathway to a championship is to not make any waves. Except Larson when he won five races in, in <laughs> well, ten tries. Yeah, but... I mean, it's what he had to do. He did what he had to do. So he's taking the opposite approach, where he's not going to win one until the last one. Maybe. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, we got we got six more races before the last one. So Texas we'll, is his place, man. We'll see how it goes. Feeling good about this week for him. Okay, Elliot um, finishes second. Yeah, second. Tried to chase down Busher, couldn't really get it done. Uh, it seems like once you got out in front, you were hard to pass unless you get passed on pit road. Uh, but he locked himself in to the next round. He had a pretty good race. I think this is good momentum. He's kind of back on track, potentially. Uh, obviously, resets to the top of the standings. So there's that nice little confidence boost for him. Uh, still still the favorite. I know, I'm going to ask this every week, uh, most probably. Amos still the favorite. I don't know who else it would be at this yeah, point I mean, besides who him. Do you- he used the mulligan in the first round in uh, Darlington. Yep. Had saw, you know, did what he had to do in the at uh, Kansas and Bristol in order to make it on to the next round and get the points reset and be back at leading going into the next round, which I'm sure he's – I think he's pretty comfortable in this round with the races that are there. So 
I mean, until somebody steps up in the playoff, guys, these last 12 guys, and mm. and makes a big, big splash, I see no reason why Elliott shouldn't be the favorite. So, yeah, I, I mean, think nobody wants nobody wants to win. So, I mean, he was the highest highest finishing playoff driver, obviously the last race, but possibly yeah. of all of them, right? Who finished second? And um, well, I think Bell might have finished second. Did uh, he finish second Kansas? to Wallace? No, it was Hamlin. Okay, Hamlin was second. Um, and then you go back to Darlington. Obviously, Jones won. Uh, Hamlin got second again. So technically, oh, Hamlin is the champion oh, through the first. Well, I mean, technically, point like point speaking, Bell won that first round, but Hamlin had the best two finishes. So with that ninth place finish, you know, three top tens. Yeah, I hate well, to say it, maybe but, Hamlin oh, no. is. Here maybe comes. my theory is not good, but you know, yeah. I mean, until somebody <laughs> steps up and. And uh, really makes a big splash. I still see no reason why Chase, Chase Elliott shouldn't be the front runner. All right, getting to the last fraud remaining amongst us here. Uh, Alex Bowman, he wrecks, but he was able to lock himself in before he wrecked out. So he was having a pretty solid race. He finished sixth in both stages and then wrecked out in that uh, final run. Uh I'm surprised he got out of this round, if we're being honest. So, good luck in the next round. You already know who's in my bottom four. 48. Um, anything else to add, you two? I mean, I don't have a lot to say on Bowman other than you got lucky this time. I'm, I'm, I did not think he would. I thought he would make it to this round. Mm-hmm. I didn't see him being in the first four out. So, I'm not surprised he's here. But I think the 48's got to step their game up quite a bit. I mean, yeah, they had a good run in Kansas, but they also had a good run in Kansas in the spring. So his he had a top five in this Kansas spring race, and then his next top five was the Kansas fall race. So that's a big stretch of races to not be having a top five finish. So I think, yeah, they got some work to do if they want to make it into the next round. And, and uh, I think it's going to be... A lot of work to get out of this round. Bye-bye, Bowman. Okay, Blaney had a pretty crazy day. Uh, obviously, back and forth between pit wall, uh, behind the pit wall, on pit road, uh, in the race, getting past a lot. <laughs> like we said, our lowest finishing running uh, lowest finishing running car in the field. Uh, I mean, I'm still kind of hopeful because you just never know, like we were just talking about, when he could maybe win a race, but the way things have been going... It's just not great for his prospects. Um, you guys want anything, Chris? Oh, well, I guess we already we already talked about yeah, we Blaney enough. About so it. yeah, we'll move on. Yeah, okay, we already talked about it. Um, Chris, you said Logano is a guy that's sitting, lurking, waiting in the shadows. He kind of had a rough race. I was expecting him to have a better race than this one. Uh, he ended up finishing not in the best spot. He actually didn't really even do that good in the stages either. So. It was just a bad. It was one of those days where he was just like 18th, 15th, 17th, 20th place car, and he just stayed there. Uh, couldn't get him up in that running order. So, uh, Amos, you wanna wanna agree that Logano's one of those quiet guys, or are you kind of souring on Logano? Because I think we were all kind of high on him coming in, but he's not really had the best playoff run so far. True, but by virtue of his 25 playoff points, he will start be reset as the second place driver 
No, I'm not jumping shit from Joey. I think uh, Texas, Talladega are some good tracks for Joey. I think he has solid showings at both of these. I wouldn't be surprised he gets a win at the ne- one of the next two. So if not both, I feel like Joey's the type of driver that could do that. Yeah. Um, obviously, a win puts you into the next round. So I think what happened in Bristol is not indicative of necessarily the day he had. I think he's pitched right, which is a little bit off of everybody else. But I think some team orders come down <laughs> and was like, hey, bro, you know, Let's look at the bigger picture. Let's get two guys through. So, but I I don't I'm not saying he's he's a quiet. I think he's a dark horse. Yeah. But I think he's about to make a splash in the next two races, in my opinion. I would like to, I would like that very much. All right, Hamlin's our next guy. We just said that he's practically had the best technical run this far into the playoffs. Uh, Bell did Gardner the most points through those first three races. Uh, that's why he finished on the top. But Hamlin, two second place finishes in those first two races. Looked pretty good until he had his power steering problems in this race. Um, I even think he had a, a tire problem, right? Where he had a tire go down in this race, too. So, ninth place, he was kind of like one of those guys that persevered um, amongst those that were having problems <laughs> and able to get a top 10. I, I, I hate to say it, but. I th- I think he's I still think he's making that run to the final four. Um, have you guys come around to my side yet? No, Amos says no. Chris, I have a limited supply of mouthwash on hand, so I don't want to oh. say too much about Hamlin. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well. No, I mean let's look at the po- <laughs> the playoff standings as they reseat. Six, seven, eight are all tied at three thirteen. Chris Chase Briscoe's three oh nine. So, I mean, he's what? It's Denny Hamlin, Chris Bell, Ryan Blaney. Denny Hamlin's four points as this, the next race comes around to being on the outside looking in. Yes, he did have the best finishing order of the in the round, like, you know, three top tens, couple top fives. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he can sustain that luck through the next three rounds. Luck. But he cannot just be like, I, he can't be like, Hey, I had a two seconds in the ninth, and think he's going to coast through the next round. He's got to be he's got to be up on the wheel and driving, mm-hmm. and he's he's got to be, my opinion, three top fives if he moves on. Yeah, I mean these playoff points resetting it kind of puts it back in to these drivers' hands. Like, yeah, you got through those first three races, uh, good for you, but now like now you're screwed again. The only guy that's comfortable, quote unquote, is Elliot. Uh, everyone else is within 16 points of that cut line when you look at Logano in second. So uh, that's a pretty interesting aspect of the playoffs. I guess I always forget that that's how they do it every new round too. So it it always makes it like, it definitely makes it so that top guy, he just has that little bit of advantage. And those guys on the bottom that weren't able to win and Gardner a lot of points, yeah, you're just behind, you know? Like, Cindric. Uh, he had six six playoff points, so he's still he's still behind that eight ball a little bit. Uh, okay, our next guy, two more here. William Byron, really solid day all day. Uh, just kind of him, Elliot and Larson were up there. I mean, even Bowman before he blew up was was up there too, all around that top ten mark. Ends up finishing third, I believe, and then, I mean, to my amazement, is looking really good. Um, I'm not thinking it's going to hold up for him. But we'll see. 
Um, it kind of feels to me like maybe he's one of those guys that's higher up, has had a lot of success, and in this next round uh, could be like a shocker to go out maybe. So we'll see. I'm kind of debating on whether I want to put him in my bottom four for this round. We'll see. Um, but what, what do you think, Chris? Byron is going to find some find some form here and continue this nice streak and maybe make a deep run? Or is it just his Bowman or Byron being Byron? His bugaboo is going to be Talladega. Okay. Uh, He'll have good races at uh, Texas and probably the Roval, but his bugaboo is going to be um, Talladega. Well, I mean, mean, the way I look at it right now, he could easily, I mean, it could be a Bowman Byron show on the front row at Talladega, but, that doesn't necessarily mean that's where he's going to end up finishing, you know. So you predict maybe like problems. I, you know, I want to be a fan of Willie B's. I want to be, I, I want to be optimistic about him. But man, his consistency just blows my mind sometimes. I don't know. There's something he about that. He makes it so hard, doesn't he? Oh, he does. He's, he's he's such a wild card in this round. Yeah. Like, I I don't I don't know I don't like I him. I think for he'll make reason. it to the eight. You think he'll make it, yeah? Yeah, I think he'll make it to the eighth, but I'm not gonna that push I'm, for the fourth spot. Uh, I'm not gonna go beyond there. Okay, uh, we've talked about Chris Bell on and off throughout this whole talking about those remaining playoff drivers. Uh, so I think you got a good idea of how we all kind of think there. Now, look, if he can keep the consistency and be the only guy that keeps that consistency, he'll be in a good spot. If he doesn't, which we haven't really been able. To to see anyone else do except for Elliot, um, I don't I don't know how much longer he he'll last. Just because the emphasis on winning is very important, and all these problems that the Toyotas had uh, throughout this first round, like is he gonna finally have those problems in this round? Ooh, that's a concern. So he largely stayed clean and out of trouble, and uh, that really helped him a lot to get that top spot in this first round. So he definitely hates this whole we're going to reset the playoff points system um that's for sure (laughs) he worked hard in that first round to get where he was and poof it's gone i and i don't he didn't even get stage points in that last round did he i think he didn't have a stage win and obviously he didn't win stage win um yeah because you only get playoff points if you win a stage or win a race so he did like none of the Hardly any of these cup guys. I know Elliot didn't get any so, stage points. So uh, we'll go through Chastain, here. Chastain, Elliot, and Lacano. At Darlington, we had Byron and Bush win stages. Obviously, Jones won the race, which kind of messed everything up for everyone else. Uh, at Kansas, we had Bell win the first stage. Uh, Bowman won the second stage. And then Wallace won the race. And then uh, here at Bristol, our first stage winner was Kislowski. Which didn't make any sense. And Bell won the second stage, actually. So Bell was Bell had got two, two stages. So technically speaking, he also had the the most stage wins amongst the playoff drivers. So he's decent and okay. Um, those two added points helped him move up a little bit in the standings. So, all right, good for him. Uh, we'll see how he goes. I'm not I'm not gonna jump on this train too soon, though. I'll tell you that. Uh, okay. Should we talk about anyone else in these last 12? Uh, anything we missed saying about someone that you want to come back to, Chris? Oh. No? Amos? I'm good. Move on. No, I'm good. I think we covered it. 
All right, so we reset it. Elliot, Logano, Chastain, Larson, Byron, Hamlin, Bell, Blaney, Briscoe, Bowman, Suarez, Sindrick will be our 12 going for eight. And that top eight will move on to, obviously, the last three races in Vegas, Miami, and Martinsville before we hit the championship four in Phoenix. So now the big question is, of these remaining 12, uh, who is our bottom four? So uh, we'll start with Amos. Amos, who do you like in this bottom four for this round? To me, I have a definite three, and then the fourth is up in the air. What do you got? So <laughs> I'm not so definitive. I have a for sure one. You have a one, okay. Yeah, I think Austin Cendrick bounces in this round. Bye-bye. Um, I just don't know. I, he got lucky to move on to the next round. A little bit. <laughs> so I don't foresee the the hand of good luck hitting him twice in two rounds. So, yeah, he's for sure gone for me. I... <sighs> I wait for a little bit. Well, not then. Okay. Chase Briscoe, same boat. I'm sorry, but mm. I just don't know that he, Stuart Haas just hasn't done enough for me to to just scream. Mm-hmm. We're moving on. I feel like he, he did qualify well. That helped. But, I mean, let's face it. Reddick and Bush having trouble. Cendric and Briscoe loved every minute, so to speak, of it. So, um, I'm not 100% ready to just write off Bowman and Suarez. Um, I I don't really want to do this, but based on the season that this guy's had, I just I think Blaney just continues his streak of bad races and falls out Oof. in this round. Oof. He can't. He's got to win. He's got to get. If he doesn't win, he's got to get some playoff points. He's got to figure out a way to win a stage. Mm-hmm. He has to do something different than Bale, Hamlin, and Byron in order to move on. He he just can't rest on his laurels because they're not doing very well lately. So and so I guess it kind of comes down. I think C Bell, like Chris I think Christopher Bell. I think he'll do all right. I think he moves on out of this round. I'm kind of going and this is going to sound weird, but Byron, Bowman, and Suarez are kind of the ones that are going to fill up this last spot for me. And um, I'm not I'm not saying that, you know, I, the 48's not my go-getter, but I just don't think, I just don't have this feeling that he's done yet. Oh, okay. I feel like, I feel like if I have to pick Byron Bowman and Suarez, I'm going to go with Byron being the one that drops out in this Whoa. round. Yeah. Okay. So that's a little surprising. Well, I just, if he'd have been more consistent after his two wins. Now, look, this sounds weird because Bowman didn't do shit through the summer. I get it. I know this. But, and I know that Byron and Bowman have both come on about the same time and have performed well in the first three races. Mm -hmm. But I just am not getting, I just, there's just something about Byron. I'm just not feeling it with him. Okay. And that's all there is. Suarez, I think, just kind of has an opportunity at the Charlotte Roval. And I think he kind of rides his coattails of his teammate through the carnage that he lays waste to 
of the field in Talladega. Uh. So, but yeah, Byron, Briscoe, Cindric, and Blaney. That's my picks right now. Okay, Chris, you're up next. Give us a bottom four uh, in the round of 12. Who gets cut? Cindric for sure. Okay. I don't have any idea on any of the rest of them. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I listen to everything that Amos said. Mm-hmm. I can't find fault in any of it. And he did a lot of talking. I mean, he did a lot of, you know, soul searching, whatever. <laughs> soul searching? I, Talking's okay. I mean, you know, I, it's just, I just don't know what to think. And the wild card in the whole thing is Talladega. It all hinges around who has a good and bad race at Talladega as to who's going to get bumped. But I'm going to go with Cindric for sure. Okay. Much as I hate to say it, I think Blaney is probably going to be in that 12, unless he shows me something that he hasn't shown me the entire season. He could win Talladega. Chase Briscoe and Alex Bowman. I'm not ready to write either one of them off yet, nor am I ready to write Daniel Suarez off. So I'm going to just go with Cindric and Blaney for sure. And then my other two are kind of really up in the air. I can't. Well, I need need two. Okay. If you got to have two, I'm going to say Ross Chastain and... Alec Bowman. And Bowman. Okay. So you don't want to write him off, but he's out of here. Yeah. All right. So I think we can all agree on Cindric, uh, for whatever reason. His his due date's already expired, but he's he's still in your fridge. <laughs> and you're gonna find it back there and be like, whoa, what's this doing? <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> so Bowman's only chance in my mind is to win Talladega. I don't have that much faith in him at Texas, let's be honest. He's gonna wreck. I just know it. And when we go to the road course at for the Roval, do I give him a chance there either? No. So if it's relying on Talladega, he's out. Uh, there's just there's not a lot of hope in my mind for him. I hate to do this to Blaney, but he's going out this round. Uh, I want to save him for the next round just to maybe give him some more hope for that Martinsville race. But there's just no way. I mean, he just can't find Victory Lane, and eventually, too many races away from Blaney. Eventually, he's got to find Victory Lane, and I just don't see which track he does it on. Texas, maybe his best shot. I mean, so he's a past he winner wins, at Texas and Talladega. Yeah, if but... he wins this week, then there's a chance. But I've put too much faith in him to be like, oh, don't worry, he'll make it. No, he's not going to make it. Um, where it comes down to me is the two track house guys and and Briscoe. And I like Briscoe's chances um, at the Roval and at Texas. And then who knows with Talladega. So I'll keep him. When it comes down to Suarez and Chastain, uh, who's made more enemies, right? Ross yeah, Chastain's made one Ross Chastain's made a lot more enemies. So I feel like the drop that we saw him have in the standings in that first round will actually be a problem in this round because no one's going to take it easy on him. If he tries to do something at Talladega, it's not going to work. So I'm actually going to save Suarez to the next round, which is probably a really bad idea, but so did all of you. So I don't feel that bad. Yeah, no, Um, I think, I think you guys, you know, we're pretty close. I got Willie B. mm -hmm. You guys have 
wreck him Chastain. So yeah, I mean and, we we all have pretty much the same picks except you have yeah you have Byron, huh? Yeah, I just you know Chastain's kind of flew by the seat of his pants all season. I think it it works out for him. So here's the deal with Chastain. He's either going to win Talladega uh-huh. or he's going to wreck 25 cars in the first 20 laps because he's being an aggressive idiot and he think he qualifies poorly. Uh-huh. He thinks he's got to get up front, so he just starts bumping in the corners, coming out of the exit of the corner, and just wads up the, the whole field. That's like he's either going to wreck her or check her at Talladega. And uh, yeah, so that's yeah. why I left him in because there's that chance he's the checker at Talladega. Okay, so let's last thing with this whole cut thing, uh, making some picks here. If there's one car that like not a lot of people are going to expect to get cut, but in your mind has like an outside shot, who is that uh, car, Amos? Of getting cut? Yeah, like someone that you're like, oh, it'll probably be fine. But if he got cut, you'd be like, well, I didn't want to say it on the show, but I thought that might happen. So honestly, and and I don't want to say this because it'll. I mean, I'm I'm probably gonna jinx him, but I think it's Kyle Larson. No, um, <laughs> I think that he had a phenomenal year last year. It's gonna be hard to duplicate in years to come by any driver. He he's done well this year. He did win a race, but. If he doesn't get a good finish and or possibly a win at Texas, I think the next two races are going to be rough for him. I I mean, obviously, I have him moving on, but if he gets bound, that's who I think would be like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Because we didn't see it coming with Bush. Yeah. And I think that I think we have another one of them coming up in this round. And I, I feel like of them all, it could be Larson. All right. Who's that guy for you, Chris? <sighs> you had to ask me. Uh, I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin. Yeah. Okay. I can't. I can't though, because that's my uh, that's my you, final four pick lock. I know you can't, but I think I don't know whether I'm hoping this or what. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I think he's. I think he's going to have a turnaround in his ability to be consistent coming mm-hmm. up in the next three races. All right, so um, obviously, like Amos picked Byron, and I don't think he, I don't think there's strong chance that he goes out this round just because Hendrick, they're putting out pretty strong cars right now, and I just have a vendetta against Bowman, so you know whatever. Um, but honestly, I will be pretty surprised if he actually goes out just with these two tracks for Talladega and Texas. I mean, the Roval, even at the Roval, I would expect him to actually have a decent performance. So. These three races just kind of line up favorably in my mind, and that's why I actually didn't want to put him in that bottom. What's four. your vendetta with Bowman? <sighs> He's just a fraud. He's so, a hack, you know, huh? I, you know, I'm just gravitating toward this Hamlin thing, and it's just it's taking over, wow. man. He's a hack. <laughs> no, he's not a hack. I just, I just think it's so funny that someone like Bowman, just like things just work out for him in the end. It, not all the time. This is the round where he usually gets two, and then things go south. So sure. that's that's another reason why. But if he, 
I swear to God, he's going to go out to Talladega. He's going to qualify on the pole. He's going to be great. And then he's going to wreck in like the first 20 laps and everyone's going to be like, hmm, well, okay. Saw that coming. Oh, oh, oh. Didn't see of that. No, th- I didn't see that coming. He had such a strong car. So no, I don't, I would not expect Byron to go out, but if he does, I will honestly be surprised. Uh, okay. Let's make the rest of our picks for Texas. I don't really think we have to talk much about that race, right? Like the track or anything, uh, unless you want to say anything, Chris. No. No. Let's okay. get the picks done. Let's make them. Okay, we're Actually, gonna... how bad did we do? Oh, yeah. Our review of our last picks, Amos got closest to the winner with Chase Elliott. Uh, Chris, you got closest to pull with Briscoe. And all four of us got Hend- uh, not Hendrick, Harvick and Dylan as our correct cuts. And all three of us missed Cindric and Briscoe. So uh, three points for Amos, three for Chris, two for me. Uh, 35 for me, 32 for Chris, 26 for Amos. Slowly but surely, Amos is is fading, and Chris is catching. Well, I thought you said I was gonna catch up there. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna we, hit a I'm gonna hit a heater here. You <laughs> okay. just wait. Sure, okay. Starts uh, this week. We have our winner and pole sitter for Texas, and obviously we made our first four, our next four cuts in this round of 12, uh, as you just heard. So Amos, lead us off with who will win in Texas. Okay. So this has kind of been a struggle for me for most of the show based on uh, who we've talked about. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's Joey Logano. Oh, no. <coughs> no, Not I think he does I well. Like, I'm telling you, I think I, I rode the Joey train all the way into the freaking side of the mountain last year. You right? limped into it. Yeah, we we uh, <laughs> I rode that thing hard, so. But I think this is round he makes the splash in. Honestly, okay, I think he does well. I think he gets a win in one of the first two races, and uh, garners points. I think he has the C bell, Chris Bell. I think he gets a lot of points this round and and solidifies himself. I'm I'm I don't agree with Chris. He's not going to be quiet. He's making a big splash and and presenting himself now as a legitimate contender for the championship. Oof. Okay, big, big talk from Amos. Uh, Chris, who's your winner? <sighs> do I pick Do I pick a chase race driver, or do I pick a... <laughs> legitimate question. No, <laughs> come on. It's not going to happen again. Uh, my winner's going to be Kyle Busch. Oh, no. <laughs> You're I'm just going to... Th- I'm just going to throw it out there. He's going to pick Kyle Bush every week <laughs> so, for the rest of the season. No, I'm not. I did make this joke. I don't remember if it, if it was to, so, to uh, you. No, wait a minute. Okay, so a serious pick here. Uh-huh. Um, well, I just wrote, wrote down, down your pick. That's your pick. Okay, I'll go with Kyle Bush. <laughs> I did make the joke on, I think it wasn't Saturday. It was Sunday. Um, maybe it was to you, Amos. That... Or maybe to myself, I don't know. Uh, Bush is going to be pissed off. He's going to go win the rest of the races, and he's going to be like, okay, I need that championship trophy now. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's no going to be like, well, I don't know how we don't give it to him. <laughs> he's not going to leave the stage <laughs> until he gets it. He's just sitting there. Man, we definitely should have gone if that's going to happen. I want to see mm. that. Uh, okay, my pick, um, this, is my, this is the breakout <laughs> round. Uh, not really. This race, though, Kyle Larson's going to get it done. Get that confidence going, and he's going to be the guy. Kind of okay, similar so to what Amos said. So the flaw in your ointment there Uh-oh, is, is there my f- ointment. Yeah, there. <laughs> what? There, 
They're favoring Denny Hamlin to win the race. Don't care. They favored him to win Bristol. I know. And they favored him to win and on and on and on all year. I just think that Logano or not Logano, Larson is going to have that similar type of breakout to what Amos said about Logano because Texas is like his place in my mind right now. And anytime we go to Texas, give me Larson against the field. Okay. Obviously, like I've just picked. Okay, Amos, who's on the pole? You had a great pick with Truex last week that didn't work out, so avoid that one again. Yeah, Truex is just... <laughs> He's like, you know what? I didn't make it to the chase, boys, so let's just fold it up. Crappy, crappy parts. parts. Crappy, <laughs> crappy parts. Okay, so... I think... Christopher Bell wins the game. That's <laughs> oh my, my pick. <laughs> oh my gosh! God. We should outlaw Chris Bell being picked. Well, every, if you do that, we have to get rid week. of Tyler Reddick too. Every week. Okay. No, we didn't pick either of them last week. So good job, guys. Yeah. See what happened. <laughs> who won? Who won the poll last week? I can't. Amarola. Eric where, Amarola yeah, won the poll at Bristol. Come from? Oh my lord! And then he proceeded to explode. Like, okay, um, Chris, who's your pole pole sitter? Uh, pole picker. That's why I just said pole picker. You know what he wants to say. <laughs> I've ridden this horse all the way to the bitter end, but I'm not going to pick Tyler Reddick. Okay. <laughs> uh, Christopher Bell's been picked. He's <laughs> off the table. <laughs> That's the only pick in his mind. He's like, oh, dang it. Uh, what the heck? I'll pick uh, Chris Busher. Chris Butcher? Yeah. Are you sure? There's still time to change your mind. No, I think... I'm almost done writing. I think those Roush cars, they found the magic. Well, I'm done writing, so I'm not going to commentate on the pick at all. All right, moving on to my excellent pick after whatever that was. Uh, I'm going to go with... So, Hamlin's the race favorite, but the chase favorite still... Uh, Elliot and I really think that these Hendrick cars are coming into form, except for Bowman. Screw that guy. And uh, I wow. think that they see a good race in Texas. Yeah, like this so is a place where hate. they'll have some luck, except for Bowman. So that's who I'm going to go with. Elliot to win the pole, Larson to win the race. Oh yeah, great. It's going to be a sad day because that's <laughs> you just jinxed him. <laughs> hey, my picks did okay last week. Okay, but I picked your guy to win, so whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, what a, it's all this reverse psychology. And Chris is like, I'm just going with my guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, the race is... I, You know, yeah. if Kyle Busch blows another engine... <laughs> yeah. He's done. Walk Pandale, away. Yeah. I, I, if I was him, I would just, you know, throw Joe Gibbs the keys and say, yeah, I'm out of here. You can figure it out mm. for the rest of the season. All right, back to Sunday. Uh, no Saturday race this time. Kind of threw me off, actually. Because we got done with watching the race on Saturday, and I was like, great, i got to go to work tomorrow. And then I was like, oh, heck yeah, it's Saturday. Um, so the race will be at 3.30 Eastern. We didn't even turn the TV on on Sunday. No? Because there mean, was nothing to watch, huh? Yeah. Wow. Amazing. I think he's lying, but it's okay. No, we, uh, well, I turned it on for the news. <laughs> oh, so he did turn it on. At 10 o'clock. That was probably one out. of the oldest things you've ever said. 3.30. news after I read my morning paper. 3.30 Eastern on USA Network. Uh, Sunday race in Texas. Should should be nice. Going to be hot. Great. That's what hot. I like to hear. 96 degrees on Sunday. 
you know, and I don't know if I trust your weather skills because you told us that it might rain last week. So yeah, thanks a lot. I did. You got the fans emotional for no reason. Well, <laughs> so I was wrong. All right, Texas. Hey, Talladega. I got as good a chance of figuring out the uh-huh. forecast as the weather forecasters do. Fine, fair enough. Texas Talladega and then Charlotte Roval is the three races in the round of twelve. You got who we think is going to be cut, and uh, we'll see. That all starts this Sunday on the USA Network, three thirty Eastern. Be sure to tune in uh, to next week's show where we talk about that. Look forward to Talladega. And probably, hopefully, laugh at uh, Chris uh, Kyle Bush being blown up again. So, <laughs> not literally, just his car. Everyone, don't freak out. All right, have a good rest of your day, guys. Peace out. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Electric Sports Talk. Join us in future episodes as we discuss all things U.S. soccer, collegiate sports, mixed martial arts motorsports, the NFL, MLB, and the Olympics. If you enjoy our content, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, or shoot us an email to electricsportstalk at gmail.com. Be sure to rate and subscribe. Thanks for listening.